Hello and welcome. I'm Pastor James with The Essentials. This is a podcast about the hope that we find in life and the things that we get to celebrate as we journey together. So this week in worship at my church, it is Confirmation Sunday. It's a chance for our really sixth through eighth graders to take the next step in their faith journey. Up until this point, their parents probably had them baptized. Their parents would bring them to Sunday school and to youth group and would bring them to confirmation class as well. And now these young people get to take this opportunity to say that they want to continue this journey of faith and they want to take some ownership in it, that they're taking control over their walk with Jesus. And this is the step the Sunday where in front of the entire congregation, in front of your friends and family, you're saying that you want a personal relationship with Jesus, and it's important enough to you that you want to take control over it yourself. It's not something your parents are going to be in charge of. It's something that is up to you. So rather than tell you about the three kids that we are confirming in our church this Sunday, I wanted to tell you a little bit about my own confirmation, what I remember from it and what I have learned from it all these years later. So in my church, I was confirmed in sixth grade, and I don't remember too much about the year of class itself. We met on Wednesday nights. It was a mix of a couple different schools in the area. We probably had about 12 kids in our confirmation class. What I remember most was that, as it turned out, my brother, who's three years older than I am, was in his confirmation class at the church we were currently going to at that time. But while he was in his two-year class, we started exploring this different church, the Moravian Church. And I started confirmation there. So I was in sixth grade. He was a freshman in high school. And I remember him being a little bit jealous that he had to go through this two-year course. He had to wait until he was a freshman. And his little brother was only in sixth grade, only went through a year of class, and we were getting confirmed during the same year. He always thought that was just a little bit unfair. But besides my brother's jealousy, the other thing that I remember, more so than any of the classes we had for confirmation, was the retreat that we went on. We took a weekend in January as a class with our two pastors and a couple parents, and we went to our camp center, um, which is where we host our summer camps, but we went there in the middle of winter and got to spend a couple days together as a class, just bonding together. We went hiking, we went sledding, we had snowball fights, all of those good winter Wisconsin things. But part of this retreat was a hair package that we got from our parents. So each parent was asked to send with us on this retreat a little box and in the box, in my box, at least there was a couple of games, a couple of things to keep me busy, maybe a CD. I think there was a, a small daily devotional book, just kind of trinkets like that. But the main 
thing in the box was a letter, a letter from your parents to your confirmation student. And our pastor asked the parents to write a letter explaining to their kid what they see in them, what they love about them, to lift them up and encourage them in this letter, to kind of keep them on this journey of confirmation and to share with them how proud they are of their child. This was really special for me because in my family, words of affirmation has never really been our love language. We know we care about each other so much. I know that my parents would do anything for me and vice versa. I've always felt supported and loved, but actually saying the words was something that we kind of struggled with, I guess. It just wasn't our experience. And I think from my parents' side to me, I think part of um, that lack of a verbal language for it was in some ways a way to uh, keep me humble and to keep me from getting complacent. I'm thinking specifically in school or in athletics, if I was doing well and getting good grades or if I was having success in a sport that I was in, I knew my parents supported me. I knew they were proud of me, but it's not like they were quick to just heap praise on me. I think they didn't want me to get a big head or to lose any sense of motivation or drive. So I knew they were very happy with what I was doing, but hearing the words just wasn't something that I experienced much. So when we went on this retreat for confirmation and I opened this box and was sifting through all of the things in there and then found the letter, found a couple pages worth of my parents taking the time to write down what they loved about me, what they were proud of me for, to just kind of shower praise on me and say how happy they were with the things I was doing, my parts of my personality that they really enjoyed, just to have it all laid out and written down. It was something that I still remember to this day because for experiencing that love so often and so much, it was just different to see it in writing, to see it clearly explained and laid out for me to understand and to really take it in. Something that will always stand out to me, just the importance of actually putting it down and clearly stating what you enjoy, what you cherish about someone else. And that theme kind of continues with the other part of confirmation for this whole year. There are really only two things that I remember. It's first, that retreat and getting that letter, and then our confirmation Sunday itself. As we were gathered in worship, my confirmation class was all sitting together, and it was a tradition in my church and something that I've continued as I've been a pastor, that on confirmation Sunday, the pastor for their sermon will take 90 seconds or two minutes and go down the line talking directly to that confirmand, telling them 
what they saw in this young person the last year, what they enjoy about them, what they see in them. And when Pastor Matt got to me, I'll always remember him saying, well, at that point, so I'm James now. When I was a little kid, I was Jimmy. And he said, Jimmy, you have leader written on your forehead like tattoos on a sailor. And this is in front of the whole congregation, in front of my family and friends who were there to celebrate. And they got to hear these words of support and encouragement. And to hear that Pastor Matt thought just in my DNA was being a leader. And I can't remember ever making a decision about it. I can't remember hearing those words and saying, okay, I need to make XYZ change in my life. But I have a sense that I internalized his message to me that morning because as I continued to grow up, I was captain on athletic teams that I was on. I was a leader in work. I ended up becoming a pastor, so leading a congregation. Those words had probably an untold amount of an impact on me. There's no way to really measure it, but it's clear that he was on to something, and it was something that I took ownership of. And really, I think that moment from Pastor Matt to me on Confirmation Sunday, I think it has played a larger role than I have expected in my own desire and sense and calling to become a pastor myself. Because whether it's on Confirmation Sunday or not, whether it's in the life of the congregation or during various moments of pastoral care needs, I think a great drive for my ministry has been providing those two minutes that I had with Pastor Matt when I was a kid. Those two minutes where someone is telling you that they see you, they celebrate you for who you are, that they are there to encourage you and support you, that they are there to shower love on you exactly as you are, that they see so much in you that they're willing to say it in front of a giant group of people, also one-on-one -on -one as well. I think those two minutes from Matt to me is something that I have tried to maintain and recreate in the relationships I've had as a pastor, both with the youth that I'll be celebrating this week in worship, but with people I am on various boards and committees with, people that I visit in the hospital, or people who I'm walking with as they near the end of their life and their families as well, to even if it's just for two minutes, even if it seems like it's small and short, but just when that time is there, when the opportunity is there, to be direct with someone and sharing with them that you celebrate them, you support them, you love them, you are thrilled to walk with them, to say that they matter so much 
to you. And I hope that in my ministry, that approach, that desire of mine to recreate those interactions has had a positive impact on the people I've walked with. I've heard good things from the previous confirmation classes that we've had that the parents who've gathered on those Sundays were really struck by those couple of moments where I zeroed in on their child, risking embarrassing them and putting them in the spotlight, but for them to hear directly from me and in the presence of their loved ones, what is great about them, what is worth celebrating about them, to hear that God embraces them, that they are cared for and loved, and that they have so much in front of them. And what I want to offer to you to close this episode is to say that there are people in your life who look up to you. There are people who value your opinion. People that you've been in relationship with for a long time. And I'm sure they have a sense of what they mean to you. I'm sure they have an idea of what you love about them, what you are drawn to them for. I'm sure they have a general idea of how that relationship, how that dynamic works. But I'd encourage you to take it to another level, to take an extra step, to actually say out loud in clear and direct terms, what you love about them, what you celebrate about them, what you see in them, why you care about them so much. Because although they probably know in their heart how you feel about them, to actually get to hear it, to get to hear the words and to get that level of connection can mean something so different, to let people know what you see in them, and why you love them. Because it's one thing to assume it. It's one thing to feel it and experience it. But it's something entirely different to hear it out loud, to have someone take the time and to have the courage to be vulnerable and share exactly what they're feeling with you. So I'd ask for you to think of those relationships that you have Think of the love that you share that you know is there, but maybe could use a few words, an extra effort, a little bit of time to put that love that you feel into words and offer how you celebrate and how you care for the people around you. It can make such a tremendous difference. It can have a lasting impact. I think of that letter from my parents. I think of those words from my pastor when I was just a sixth grader. And I know there's still something that provides comfort for me, what, 20 years later. So express that love in, in words, in direct action to the people that would benefit hearing it. That's all for this episode. Thank you for listening. 
You can learn more about the congregation I serve. That's the Freedom Moravian Church. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on the Freedom Moravian Church site.org. Take care, and I will catch you next time.